You're listening to the Corporate Quitter Podcast, where it's all about exploring possibilities for making an honest living outside of the traditional nine to five. Hey everyone, and welcome to Corporate Quitter. I'm your host, Gabby Ionello, and today's guest I've known for a year and only recently did get super, super close. She's been kind of watching me on my journey from the beginning when I didn't know what I was doing. So it's awesome that I can bring her here to kind of see the full circle, if you will. Her name is Lisa Rosen. She is an award-winning television producer from shows like Below Deck, Undercover Boss, and Scientology in the Aftermath. Lisa runs the digital entertainment agency, Social Base LA, where she develops shows around lifestyle influencers and guides digital creators into growing their spot like through entertainment strategies. And Lisa, I'm so grateful that we recently got even more connected because you have so much to offer in this world, both personally, but also to my audience. So I'm so grateful you could be on. So thank you. Oh my gosh. I love the intro. Thank you so much, Gabby. I'm so excited to be here and just so happy to be like having a conversation with a friend. I love everything that you've built. So I've just been a huge Gabby fan over the last year. And I'm so glad that we get to do this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it as well. And it's so funny how we had met in Shine and I like didn't know what I was doing, didn't have an inkling of who I was, like really was starting from scratch. So to have someone come on the journey, like one of the OGs, if you will, is super nice. And also every time we hang out, I call it hanging out, but every time we jump on a Zoom call, it's like so easy. And it's like, I'm talking to like a friend of yours, you know? I totally agree. And it was so cool, Gabby, when we met over a year ago and then just in the last few months, I started seeing you come up on my For You page on TikTok. And I was like, oh my gosh, Gabby. And I just have seen you take off. And it's so exciting. I'm just so proud of you. All the work that you've been doing is so important and it's so necessary. And I really think that you've just put that into this community and it really shows in everything that you've done. So I'm super impressed. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Um, it means a lot. It's been a been quite a journey. But um, going back to you, I, I we've spoken a lot, but can you give your full backstory? Like, you know, I know you were working for, you know, these these television kind of, you know, production and all that stuff. And then obviously now you're falling into entrepreneurship where you have social base LA. So can you kind of give us a backstory? What's what's going on? What's the deets? What are you offering? All that stuff. Yes, for sure. So I will take you through how I got to this point, how I kind of went from a television career into more of the working with entrepreneurs. And that kind of leads me back into entertainment. But the way that it started was I have always just been really fascinated by storytelling, specifically around the element of what makes someone interesting. How does someone go from ordinary to extraordinary, essentially? Like, is there a pivotal moment? Is this a natural progression? I've always just kind of set out to ask that question. So I grew up in LA and coming from LA, I actually realized now that I was always kind of surrounded by like, not like a crazy celebrity scene, but just like specifically being in high school. I remember this was when reality TV really started to become a big thing. And there was like one time I went to a party at Paris Hilton's house when I was like 15. It was my dream come true. I was so excited to be there. And when I met Paris, it was such a pivotal moment for me where I got to see, wow, this is a celebrity who is a huge star, but she's really just, she's a real person. She's so nice. She was so genuine. She was funny. She was just so confident being herself. And I really admired that. And just growing up in LA as reality stars became bigger, 
I remember driving to high school and like I would see the Kardashians passing and their Range Rovers and my little brother would go to parties with Kendall and Kylie. I was just always like, okay, these are real people, but there's something really special about them. So with that in mind, I went to UC Berkeley. I studied film and media. This is when I really kind of started to focus on documentary storytelling. So when I graduated, I moved back to LA I got my first job working in development at a reality TV company. This is what really started my career with 10 years working in reality TV. And I didn't necessarily even like think that this would be my career, but it was really the storytelling that drew me in. What I loved about it so much was my favorite part of producing is working with the individual cast, working with people and helping them go from that space of seemingly an ordinary person to becoming a huge star, like what actually goes into it. I got to be a huge part of that. And I look back on my career as a TV producer and I'm so lucky. I feel so, so grateful and honored that I've gotten to have these crazy, insane experiences where, you know, I shot below deck for five years. I traveled all over the world, worked with these amazing stars and got to help people tell their stories. And It was so cool when I look back. And when I look back, I see all of the good and I'm so happy I've gotten to build all these relationships. But when I looked at the lifestyle of how insane it was to produce TV, we were working 100-hour weeks, no days off. It was so stressful at times. And that's when I really kind of started to see, I don't know if this lifestyle is sustainable for me. Like I was working all travel shows. I was never home. And once I wrapped a show, I would come home and I would just be completely dead exhausted. So I think this is something that I think your community really understands this feeling, Gabby. I think it's the same feeling that we feel from a corporate environment that just isn't really aligned with us. And for me, I started to just make the same assessment. And so I was like, how can I take what I love about TV, what I love about producing and how I love working with people and building them up. How can I take this into another space where the lifestyle might look different? So this is when, just in the last couple of years, I started to see like the rise of digital entrepreneurship and lifestyle influencers. And I was like, okay, I like these people. I really like <laughs> what's happening here. And I could totally see myself working with them, but I wasn't exactly sure what they needed at that point. But it felt really right. Like I was like, this new space, this digital space is filled with so much talent. It's so exciting. And I kind of just set out with asking the question, what can I do for them? How can I help? How can I bring in a producing skill set to help people become bigger or to help them become more extraordinary, to help them become more comfortable with themselves and telling their stories? So that's when I just started reaching out to people that I liked, maybe from podcasts or just influencers from Instagram. And I just started asking them, what do you need? In the framework of what I knew I could help them with. But a lot of them, most all of them lit up when we talked about pitching. I think there's just such a huge interest around pitching. How can we land big media exposure? How can we grow an audience? How can we create really valuable, entertaining content? And that's when I started my company, Social Base. Now I work with these amazing, talented digital entrepreneurs and I help them build up their brands. And then I also help influencers who are at a really high level. I help them start looking at 
TV and entertainment as a next step for them in their career. Yeah. I love how you touched on so many different, I don't want to say pain points, but like reality checks, if you will. Cause like number one, people who are in reality TV, yes, on we may look at it and be like, oh, these people are ridiculous or this is so over the top. And like they're not real people, but realistically, a lot of them are actually probably a lot nicer than reality TV has painted them to be. They're probably a lot more educated. They look that way because that's what makes TV exciting is to look like an idiot and say stupid shit and you know, the fighting and whatever. But then Also, right, again, they're just normal people like us. They just happen to either have the connection or like you said, became really great storytellers. And even nowadays, like you don't necessarily need those initial connections in order to get that spotlight. Right now we have TikTok, we have Instagram, we have podcasting, like all these different avenues. So like you said, the average person can become this next level influencer, if you will, like someone who actually has an influence in a positive way, not just like the person who's like tits out, like, you know, like, it's more impactful, which is really great. But then other thing too is like, there's so many different avenues you can go about with this, which I really appreciate you saying. There's a lot more than you can do in a positive light. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I I think the way that I see, I see the way that reality TV has evolved. So really for me, I see this huge opportunity for these talented digital entrepreneurs to start moving into entertainment as a next step for them in their career. Because Entertainment for me is just the most powerful and biggest platform. So digital is amazing. And exactly what you said, because people can really build a brand here and you can really build a community here. Once you're so established and once you have that built out, moving into entertainment just does that on a bigger level. Also, the thing that I see when I look at reality TV stars is we've had some of the biggest celebrities in the world have come from reality TV. I really think that the space is just becoming so much more sophisticated as the entertainment space evolves, as viewers evolve. I feel that we no longer are really looking for the sensationalized high drama on TV. I think now we really want to see real people and we want to see what their real lives are like. I think it's such an amazing space for us to learn, learn about ourselves and learn about others in a positive light that doesn't have to be crazy over the top. Yeah. Right. Like the glamorous stuff is nice, but at the same time, it's so not realistic for most people. Like the cellulite is there and the shitty days, we all have them when we're exhausted and we're unproductive or the money's not like, that's just life. Things aren't always bright and dandy. So I think highlighting those things again, really capitalizing on authenticity is like, what's going to change? It's already changing the world because of TikTok. But I mean, in reality TV, if they embody that too, that's going to be extremely cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I think that we're heading towards a huge shift in the unscripted alternative programming space where we're going to start seeing more authenticity, more real stories, more kind of unveiling, like pulling the curtain to show what life is really like. And I'm so excited to be part of that and to help people make that transition from digital into the entertainment space if that's where they want to go. I just feel so lucky that I get to do that. I kind of, what I do now is I get to be almost like a bridge between these two worlds. Yeah. And you know what? Like you had said, I hadn't even considered that as an option until you had brought it up to me. I I just thought, oh, once you're in your lane, you kind of stay in your lane. But then once you mentioned it, I was like, oh, you know, like I wouldn't mind being on TV. (laughs) In some regard, right? Under my own sort of uh, structure, but it's definitely pretty cool. But I would say like, it's probably super challenging. Like one thing that you had mentioned to me was that 
reality stars and all of that. Part of it is storytelling, but also you have to become super confident to even do something like that, right? You have to actually believe in yourself. So can you touch on that? Because when you're in the spotlight, that's a major, major thing to overcome. Totally, totally. So what I've seen is when I'm working with anyone at any level in the entertainment space, they all have the exact same insecurities, the exact same nerves, the exact same feelings of self-doubt that we all have that we can all relate to. When we can make that transparent as part of their story, that's when a character or a cast member becomes so likable. When we really build in those, I wouldn't even say their weaknesses. I think that that's a strength for someone to be connected with how they're really feeling. When we build that into the show, that's what almost creates an instant audience connection. So much of what a producer does behind the scenes with our cast is we help build them up to become confident just being themselves. It's really interesting because this all applies to social media and the way that we show up as ourselves in our businesses and the way that we create an online image of ourselves. It's all the same thing. Like When you can become really confident especially when you become confident doing things that you don't feel comfortable with right away, that's when an audience can really relate and they can really see themselves in you. Especially with, I I think, what you've gone through and the shifts that you've really made where you really started to step into this bigger spotlight with the online footprint that you've created. Did you start to feel that shift between the self-doubt and the confidence? Oh yeah. In the beginning, I didn't like taking pictures. You couldn't catch me dead doing selfies. Like definitely not video. Absolutely not. Over the course of the past, you know, six months, I would say really July, 2021 is where I really realized, okay, I need to do this. Like I need to be okay with in front of the camera. If I want to be in TV, you need to get better at being in front of the camera, better at speaking, right? Better at just being presentable and finishing an idea. And so it forced me to do that. And so of course, in the beginning, it's like Bambi legs. You kind of suck. Like you're wobbly. Things don't feel great. you like, you know, people around you are like, what the fuck are you doing? And then eventually it becomes super fun because again, like, you don't give a shit. You really don't give a shit. It's remarkable, the change that can happen. I love talking about this. Oh my gosh. It's so cool to see this in you, Gabby, just because I think it's so inspiring where when you're willing to show up as your authentic self, it creates the path for everyone else to be able to do the same. It's so interesting because I feel like when we change our intention, especially when we're first starting something and we stop making it all about how how awkward we feel and how embarrassing it is and how we think people are going to make fun of us for showing up or whatever those feelings are. I look at it as anytime I've shot a first season of a show, and these are shows that have been on for like 10 years now, and they're so successful, skyrocketed in popularity over the years. When we look back at that first season, it's night and day. The graphics are insanely embarrassing. The music isn't great. The cast looks completely different. And it's interesting because those aren't really the things that people focus on. When an audience watches a show that they really like, or when an audience watches someone they love on social media, they just want to see who the person really is. They want to be able to relate to your experience and all of those other things about how bad it looks at first and how awkward we feel like no one cares. These shows become so big because of the consistency and just because we continue to build that audience connection and we still infuse those really 
compelling storytelling elements that create hits. And those are the exact same things that can be applied to an individual person to just help your career explode. And I, I really think that you're you're such an example of that, Gabby. Oh, thank you. I'm working my way up the ladder, but I definitely don't hate it. I Now I love being in the spotlight. I used to like be the person in the back end doing all the work and I loved being that supporter. But now I'm like, move over, bitch. Like it's my time to shine, like villain error, as they say. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering, can you share like, how can someone become like a star? Like how do you be the best version of yourself and like step in front of the camera and like master the fuck out of telling your story? Yeah, That's one thing that I still find so fascinating. And it goes back to that question of like, how do we help someone become extraordinary? And the framework that I really look at and the way that I teach it is it's all about just becoming so comfortable with who you are. It's funny because I have seen that when we produce a show, for example, there's a team of producers behind the scenes that no one ever sees. Like we create the finished product, but we're not part of the visual. That's the same thing with building your online brand and with building your stardom in the spotlight. A lot goes into it that people don't see. The one thing that I have seen that is so valuable is if you have a team that believes in you, or even if you have a producer by your side who aligns with your vision, who helps you see yourself more clearly, that really is the first step that makes the biggest difference. It's almost like you can start to learn this framework and apply it to yourself. And it's totally just trial and error in the beginning when your intention is to step into a bigger spotlight. But the team that you have behind you can really just help you grow and evolve so much faster. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I found when I was starting TikToks and like being on my podcasts. Like there is a transition period where you have to kind of dabble, right? Experiment to validate the different ways in which you want to show up. So in certain regards, like I found out really quickly, okay, I'm not about that, but I'm about this. Or, oh, I like the way that I approach this. Or apparently dropping F-bombs is my favorite fucking thing. Didn't know that because for so long I didn't do that. So like, again, you find yourself through experimentation and like, again, the support, like I hired coaches, I made business friends online, like meeting someone like you, like, you know, just having these connections is super important. But I'm wondering from the production side of things, like, is it that you choose who you work with? Like you choose producers to kind of stand behind you or is that like your manager's job or is it just like a dance over time? Yeah. So what I'm kind of seeing right now is because I come from the production background, so I can see really clearly what a producer's role is in helping someone really build their spotlight and also just build the confidence to become bigger. But this role doesn't necessarily exist in the digital space yet, or to the extent that I can see this becoming a huge need. So I would say in the beginning, when social media was more new, or just really even over the last five years, there wasn't necessarily even that space for a producer or for a manager or for an agent yet, because the space was so new and everyone was just kind of trying things out. What I've seen is when you really start to take off and you start to get some traction and you start to make more money online, that's when I think it just becomes a question of, okay, how can I find the right people to support me? How can I find someone that understands my vision and can see how I'm here, but I want to go here? And so I predict that there's going to be a lot more producers popping up coming into the digital world from entertainment. But I would say when someone is at that point where it becomes a natural progression to start building their team, you can definitely look at managers, you can start to look at producers, you can look at agencies, 
But I really think it comes down to just having that personal connection with someone where they just get you and it feels like you're with a friend and it feels fun to work with them. That's the number one most impactful element you can bring into your business when it starts to feel fun. You're also such living proof of that, Gabby. And I'm glad you mentioned that too, because when you're growing and you're having momentum and you start to step into a bigger spotlight, when it feels fun, things just take off. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like I want to fucking vomit. (laughs) And other times I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I feel like I just jumped into a ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese and I'm five years old again and like happy as a pig and shit. So I mean, it depends, but typically it's a good thing. (laughs) Totally. And, And also like the online space is still so new. There aren't yeah. necessarily like yes. set ways to do things, right? Like we just figure it out. And when people get big and they start to really build this following and they get a lot of traction, that's where when you start to build that team, you can kind of start to have more of a framework. But it really is all just there's so much trial and error. And I just think it's so cool to have people that just vibe with you, like from a community standpoint and from a team standpoint things start to move so much more quickly and faster and they just feel more aligned when you're gathering all the right people around you. Yeah, I agree. And that's probably one of the biggest benefit about me doing the podcast other than a marketing tool is I get to talk with people like you who are like not only inspiring, but also right now I have this major network of people who are like, honestly, so cool. Even if we don't work together, at least it's like, I can help you, you can help me. It's like vice versa and it's so beneficial. I totally agree. Yes, I'm such a huge advocate for just building your personal community around your brand and around your business because you start to put people in place where you just naturally love them and you want to help them and they want to help you and everyone can kind of like take off and rise together. So I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah, agreed. So I'm wondering, just because when we had spoken, you gave me all these like ideas and my brain was like going up 20 different directions, but like For the people who are listening who are maybe like thinking about creating a digital presence or they already kind of started building that, what's possible and where can someone actually take their influence? Because again, like you had said, it is so new that really you have complete flexibility on where exactly this leads to. So what can people do? Okay. So as I mentioned how when I started working with more digital entrepreneurs in this space, everyone got really excited about pitching. The idea of media attention and entertainment exposure, it sounds amazing, right? Because one, it's such a key way to build your audience. So once you start to do some more entertainment things and you start to up your media presence, you start to have access to a huge audience from that platform. What you're essentially doing is you're kind of like funneling that traffic back to you but you're doing it from a place of providing value through your expertise. So the way that I look at it is if this sounds appealing and if someone, or especially for your listeners, if they're at that point in their career where they're like, they have their offer down or they're doing content creation and they're starting to bring in some money around their brand and their business. When you start to ask yourself the question, where can I find more of the right people? where can I find my audience? Where can I start to attract in more like-minded community members that would totally vibe with what I'm doing? The way that I would start looking at building this is I would start to look at places like media outlets, entertainment, TV shows even, where you really vibe. And it feels like it could be a natural fit for you. So for example, that could be a news publication that could be Good Morning America. It could be unscripted TV shows on big networks on TV. 
if you can start to see yourself on there, that's when I think you're going to kind of intuitively know that that's a space that you want to start looking into. From there, there's a pitch method that I think when people want to get bigger in this space, it almost feels like if I keep doing what I'm doing and I keep showing up on social media, the right people will find me or someone might reach out and they might ask if I want to do this opportunity. So I think that's a mindset that a lot of us have, but I like to teach a different framework where instead of waiting for opportunities to come to you, you come to them and you present almost like a win-win scenario for a publication, for a media outlet, for an entertainment space to partner with you. It's kind of like, first you want to envision where you can see yourself adding value to a space where your audience exists. And then you start to look at how can you present a pitch to them where they're going to see how valuable you are in adding new insight and new connection for their community. Yeah. I love that you had mentioned provide value, which I think a lot of people in the digital space, they use that a lot just for social media. But people forget that number one, if you get media coverage and you don't have funnels, you don't have an offering, you don't have anything solidified, it's fucking useless. Because basically you got PR, but now you're not getting conversions in any regard. So that is basically you lost your opportunity, sadly say. But then the other thing too is right, providing value on behalf of that news outlet, of that television show, of whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, realistically, if let's say you're doing something like even me, corporate quitter, right? There are a billion people who are advocating for the great resignation and running your own business and all that stuff. Why the hell would they choose me out of everyone else? So you need to go from their perspective and think, well, what could you provide to them that would not only be enticing, but juicy and also full of information and maybe something that's unique. And so if you kind of flip the script a bit and stop making it about you and make it about them, then you have that position of power of being like the first choice when it comes to actually being like, okay, we can't use you now, but maybe we'll use you in the future. Or like, oh, let's do this now. And oh, let's do a whole TV segment or whatever it is. Completely. Exactly. That's the exact framework that I teach where you really want to have your business set up and you want to have these things in place because once you do start to get the media attention and the exposure, you're going to be able to take that new audience to your offers and you're going to help them work with you because it all comes from a place of value. And I really see it as just creating these win-win scenarios everywhere you go. So it never feels like When it comes to media exposure, it never feels like you're asking someone for a favor or you want attention. It's really not about what we want at all. Like when we want what's best for everyone and we want to provide value through our expertise to a bigger audience, that becomes a place of service. And it no longer becomes like, I want to get something from you. It becomes, how can I help you expand? How can I help provide value to your audience? How can I help people increase the connection that they feel towards your brand? And as a result, everyone, again, just rises together. And it's really an intuitive way of looking at things. That's what we do as producers. It's We have a set method, but it's still really catered to the individual. And every show that we produce definitely has a different feel and different components, but it still ends up being the same framework and foundation. Yeah. Your television show, you need people on it. So you're going to want interesting people. Just like the news outlets, they post content 24 hours a day across multiple channels. So they need people like you. So make it enticing. So don't send them paragraph on paragraph about how you're amazing. Just like you had said, get to the point and also frame it as like, how can I help you? What do you need? This is what I can offer. Are you doing a story that covers this? Like, how can I plug in? Can I find you someone else if I'm not the right fit? Like, can we do this later on? Like, 
I think that's a really awesome way of approaching these things because like you had said, pitching is the most terrifying thing for people, but it's the most necessary to have business success. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's such a great way to frame it too. And I can give an example actually about what this looks like. So depending on where you are in your business, you might be pitching yourself or you might be at more of an advanced phase where you have someone pitching for you and doing the outreach for you. But regardless, it all comes down to thinking from the other person's lens. So anytime we're pitching, we're always pitching to a specific person. Even if you're looking at like a big media outlet, you're still talking to the editor, you're still talking to an author, you're talking to a booker. You can really cater your language towards what's going to resonate with this specific person. And you start to think from their lens. So the way that this looked like for me as a producer, there was one show I was working on that was really like psychologically focused weight loss show. So we would work with the cast to become candidates for a big weight loss program. But as producers, we have to fill in interesting things on the show to really help people connect with the cast and to really build up their stories. So some of those things we would do was it would become a natural fit to bring on an expert to work with them. Aside from the weight loss program, did they need to work with a therapist? Did they need to work with a life coach? Did they need to have a personal trainer? Did they need a stylist when they started losing all of this weight? So these are all the experts that a producer needs all the time. And there are hundreds and thousands of shows like this where we need people that are in this community that have an expertise to offer. When that brand or when that business or when that person can make the producer's life easier by coming to them and presenting their idea for how they can help, it's incredible for the producer because booking talent or booking an expert on a show is just one little part of our job. Like we get like a hundred emails per day. We work 12, 16, 18 hours a day. We're so busy. So when we get something really good that comes in, we're like, oh yes, okay, this could be the person I'm going to spend my energy getting to know them rather than starting a search from zero. Wow. I never considered being on the flip side of it. Like if you don't want to necessarily be in TV, at least being part of like, again, I know there are a ton of like coaches who are listening to this or even people in some sort of digital space where they're providing a service. So if you're able to help a producer and instead of saying, okay, I don't want to be in the spotlight, but I'll be behind the scenes to make things smooth, just like pay me a lot of money, then that makes it obviously it's a win-win because you get paid well, you get the experience and they get kind of, again, like it becomes easy because they've checked off the boxes for what's required for the show to be successful. Yeah, totally. And then all these people, all these experts that we bring into these shows, they're on camera. They become part of the show. They might actually start appearing in every episode. This is where a reality show or an unscripted show really likes to have real experts. Like we're not looking for someone who is an actor and they want this online presence. Like we want real relatable people, like a real relatable life coach that can actually work authentically with the cast. So yeah, exactly. When you can come to them and you can start kind of anticipating the needs of a show, it's huge. But then also that's just one way to look at it. There's so many different opportunities that someone can look at in the entertainment space. And I kind of see it as... I do think it's an ultimate goal to have your own show as a digital entrepreneur or as an influencer. That's an amazing goal. And I think it's totally possible. And it's becoming more and more possible as the space gets bigger. 
But there are so many other ways that you can look at it too. Like you can be a guest, you can be an expert, you could join a panel, you could join a news segment as their specialist. There's so many different things that you can look at. And I think once even just starting this conversation, it sparks so many ideas for the creative entrepreneur, because you're probably like, wow, I didn't realize I could be in all of these spaces. Oh yeah. When we had first spoken and even now just having this conversation alone, I'm like, where am I going to bring this thick ass New York accent with this bold ass personality and a four and 11 body? Like it's going to go somewhere, not just behind a screen, like on like podcasting because no one can see this live, but I don't know what that looks like yet, but I'm sure within the next five years, for sure, something is going to develop in some regard. I think that that's exactly what the world needs, Gabby. We need more of this. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I, I would not have even considered it a possibility had I not spoken to you, frankly. Like, honestly. And again, even the concept of reality TV, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be one of those people who like, you know, is fake. Or I don't want to be one of those people who reads from a script. And it's, you know, I don't want to be the one who drinks and the fighting and right all the things that are typical, or I should say judgmental of the reality TV space that maybe is not even accurate. It's just a projection. So the fact that A, it's changing, we can also be someone like you is saying, hey, this is possible. And you can also be exactly who you want to be, right? Be yourself is really fucking cool. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I think it's so exciting just to see this space evolve and change and grow. And so many more opportunities are starting to come in for digital entrepreneurs. And there is such a huge need for it. Like, even if I look at myself as an audience member, like I want to watch shows about these really cool, inspiring, talented people building their businesses and seeing what their lifestyle is really like and seeing how they manage their family and their career. Like, this is just all, I think, the natural progression for us as a society. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be very exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I want to go back to pitching because I know you have this course you're launching about pitching exclusively coming in the next few months. And as we talked about, pitching is the scariest thing. And there's so much garbage in the space. Like, I can't tell you how many fucking courses and masterminds, the one that we are part of, like so many different places that I've purchased materials to be better at pitching and they fucking suck. Like, where can people find your, you know, your stuff? How can they get involved? How can they reach out to you, learn more? Because I know from what we had spoken on that you know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you actually know how to pitch effectively. Thank you. Um, I totally agree. This is exactly why I created this program. It's called the Producer Pitch. And I built it because I had seen so many of these online courses that were promising a pitch expert and a pitch expertise. What ends up happening is with those types of courses that are, I think, kind of made for a mass audience, it becomes so difficult to actually apply anything. And I'd say a lot of the framework I found is just outdated. I think the pitching method of sending a cold email that's three long paragraphs telling the person why you're the best one for them to work with, I think that's not the way anymore. So what I've done is I've built more of an entertainment framework into this pitch method. And it is a six-week program where I actually walk the group through this pitching method so you can apply it in real time You can actually get real results really quickly. And it really just teaches the framework of a good pitch. That framework really goes back into a good pitch doesn't feel like a pitch. It feels like you're just building a connection and you're just growing a relationship with someone and you're coming from a place of value and offering service. So yeah, so I really just found that there's a huge need for it. And there's also 
just a really specific language and vocabulary and tone that you can use in growing this media attention and pursuing these entertainment opportunities that just kind of gets you immediately in the door and you get a very fast response. Like it's really, really cool. Like I started using it in the space and all of these huge people in the online world that I was like, oh my God, they're probably so busy. They probably don't even check their emails. I got immediate responses from almost all of them. So this is the framework that I put into this course. And I'm so excited for more people to have access to it because I want everyone to succeed and I want everyone's career to take off and I want to help them do it in the most intuitive, fun, and quick way. Like it doesn't have to be a really long process. Like with this course, people get results within just like a couple of sessions. You can just apply it right away. And that's what I think is so amazing. You don't have to wait and you don't have to go through this huge long process to then take action. You can just start. Yeah. And the cool thing too is that once you master pitching, which is essentially sales, you're fucking golden. Because most people, they start this and, okay, you have a great idea, but hey, if you don't have marketing, no one knows who you are. And okay, if you have great marketing, but you can't sell, you can't pitch, you can't make money. So it's like one of the two of those things, if you're not working on either of them or at all, like you're kind of screwed. So if you at least master pitching, you're you're kind of, you can apply it to everything between media, producers, clients, like online, like whatever it is, it's expendable across multiple platforms and areas. Completely. You totally get it, Gabby. It's exactly that. It's once you learn this pitch method, it affects every area in your life. It helps you become so much more confident in sharing your gifts with this world. And I think that's the whole point. That's why we have businesses. That's why we're building brands. That's why there's such a huge spotlight and a need for people in this digital space. Essentially, I think the people in your community and then a lot of the people that I work with, like everyone's doing it for a bigger purpose. These aren't self-serving businesses. It's these businesses are here to help other people grow and evolve. And once we can really fine tune what our expertise is with a method of how to deliver that, exactly. Once you learn how to pitch, you're growing your audience, you're growing your exposure, and you're ultimately growing your revenue, which is the absolute best part. Because that leads to so many more opportunities and so much more freedom as a creative individual. Oh, yeah. And um, as someone who only just started to like actually turn, I don't want to say a profit, but we're making a decent amount of money now. I'm like, thank fucking God, because a year of so much hard work and not getting paid is a really shitty feeling. So if any of you are considering it, please reach out to Lisa because she knows what she's talking about. But on that note, before we wrap it up, one final question that I like to ask every single guest is if you could give advice to your younger self, what would that be? I love this question so much. I would say um, I would give this piece of advice to myself every single day. I still give myself this advice, but I do wish that when I was younger, I just knew it was okay just to be myself. I would say be you. Don't be afraid to use your personality and your humor and your gifts and your skills and your weaknesses. Like all of that together is so beautiful. That's what makes us authentic people. And that's what builds our incredibly moving, inspiring stories. So I would just give myself permission to be me. And still, it's a constant reminder. I think everyone can relate to that. But things just feel so much more fun and take off so much faster when we're just ourselves, right? I'm proof of that. Guys, it's okay. Be your fucking inner weirdo. Like, let your freak flag fly. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) 
that's what we want more of. And there's always an opportunity to just yeah. like lean into that. And I just, I love the voice and the tone and your style and your personality, everything that you infuse into corporate quitter. I just, I vibe with it so hard and it's so amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing to see when someone just like feels so confident and connected with who they are. Like that's the whole point. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a work in progress, but I, um, this past year, I've made a lot of progress in the confidence area and it feels really, really nice for once to like feel like that when in corporate, like you're like a peg, like a square peg fitting in a circle hole, like it doesn't really work. And now it's like, okay, we're just going. So thank you for that. But for Lisa, uh, if people want to either get involved with the course, I think you have a code, which guys I'll put in the description if you guys want to use it for checkout. Where can people find the course or connect with you across social or anything like that? Yeah. So I would love to meet anyone. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. It's at Lisa Rosen TV. You can find me on most of my platforms under Lisa Rosen. And my course, The Producer Pitch, you'll find on my agency's website. We'll leave a link to make it easier. Um, and then yeah. use the code QUITTER20. So you'll get 20% off the course. And I'm just, I'm so excited to share this with everyone. And I also love to meet you. So feel free to send me a DM, send me an email. I love this community so much. I'm just so happy I get to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, just a PSA, guys. Lisa is just as sweet in the DMs as she is on the show. So please reach out to her. <laughs> But this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing some gold nuggets and for doing the work that you're doing because like you had said, the more people who can embrace this and pitch better and be themselves, the more power they have to influence the world in a more positive way. A hundred percent. Thanks so much for having me. This was so fun. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Corporate Quitter Podcast. Visit corporatequitter.com for resources, extended content, and additional information about our guests. To connect with us, stay up to date on all things Corporate Quitter, and to learn more about how you can leave the nine to five, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys.